Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. If you will this morning, would you turn with me to Psalm 91? I'd like you to do a little reading with me this morning. The first ten verses, the whole chapter is great, but uh, the first ten verses we'll be looking at, and I'd like you to read uh, responsive to me. I will read the first one, you read the second one, and so forth, right on down through Psalm or uh, through the tenth verse. Would you do that with me this morning? Psalm ninety-one, and if we put a title on this message this morning, it is "No Fear Needed." I, I like that. I saw that the other day. I stole it, and there was a little sign in the, in the grass of a lady's house, and she's a Christian lady, a sweet lady, and she put, no fear needed. And then she had a scripture at the bottom that said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. No fear needed. Oh, we need to get the world to understand this beauty of walking with our Lord in his Christ. Amen. So we'll read responsive. You just lift your voice up at verse 2, verse 4, verse 6, verse 8, and verse 10. I will read the odd-numbered verses for you. Okay, here we go. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with his You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Oh, that's a beautiful chapter, isn't it? The Bible scholars, including the Jewish uh, rabbis, say that this psalm, although it says by the sons of Korah, you remember who Korah was, uh, him and Dathan came against uh, uh, Moses out in the wilderness and they were swallowed up as a sign you don't come against God's uh, chosen vessels. Uh, Rebellion against authority, we're seeing it all over. 
uh, in our land today, the rebellion to authority. It was in the 60s it started uh, happening, and now it's come back again, and all these things that you all know about from the news. But they were swallowed up, and uh, it, it is thought that Moses wrote this, and that David put it in with the Psalms. Well, both men knew great tragedy and loss, great fears. We look at the situations around both of these men, and there were great opportunities to have fear. And so here we see what these two men, uh, if this is true, which I believe it is, these two men had something of a, uh, a, 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 a thing to be able to help them with their fears. And they had no fear here because they realized something. When I put my confidence and my trust and my focus on the Lord, not on the circumstances, I will fear no evil. And it gives us several things. Look at what it says here. It talks about the fear of pestilence. What is pestilence? It is a great sickness. It is a fever. Uh, we read in the original language of some of the things that Israel's roundabout nations went through, the pestilences and the, the deaths and the things that they went through, that pestilence and the fear, the terror by night. What was the terror by night? We're told that the terror by night is simply the overwhelming uh, fears and anxieties and worries and things that come to us in the night that will keep you awake at night and struggle and give you nightmares and wake up in a cold sweat. That these things are what the Lord is going to prepare for us not to have happen. And, uh, you know, fears, we all have them, don't we? Psychologists tell us that 95% of our fears never come to pass. The little boy in the tree and his dad says, come on, Jimmy, jump, jump. He said, you know what the, what the doctor said the other day, 95% of our fears, they never come to pass. He says, I'm not worried about the 95, it's the five, and I'm in the five right now. <laughs> He's concerned about the 5%. Fear. We all have fears of some kind. For me, I have found that there are certain things that I don't like. I was, uh, went up in the Space Navy with my children, and I could not look down. I was at Knott's Berry Farm, and they got me, before I realized what it was, they got me in the parachute ride where it goes up, and then they just drop it. And I was like this at the bottom, uh, holding on for dear life. And uh, there is, especially, and I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid even when it's not about me. They had a, a, a cable strung across a couple of, of uh, great big tall buildings in New York City, and this guy started to walk across it. I was backing up even watching him. Fear. It grips all of us at some point or another, doesn't it? Yeah, fears. Fear and anxiety about COVID-19 can cause people to avoid or reject others, even though they are not at risk to you. We are standoffish to each other. We, they've got us now where churches, where church is a place that should be of love and care and all these things. And I understand about being practical and careful, and we should do that. But we must have our hearts set that we are not going to fear. And so fear is spreading faster than the disease that we see about us is already. There's more fear. It's spreading faster than the disease. So these verses encompass the whole of your life experience. Today, tomorrow, next week, your whole life experience is wrapped up if you'll choose to obey the word of the Lord, accept it as reality, 
and be able to hold on to it so fear does not overwhelm you. You see, you, you do not have to fear. There's no fear needed when you walk with the Almighty. Pandemic. What does that mean? It means a worldwide epidemic of disease. Pestilence. Deadly sickness, the scripture teaches us. Terror by night. Intense fear or anxiety. Violence or threats used to intimidate or, or coercion and, and terrorism. Alarm, dread, fright, panic, uh, trepidation. These are all the things that come with the terror by night. I have a lady down the street from me. She's a sweet uh, elderly black lady that I bring food to once in a while. And she walks up the backside of our, of our apartment building in the alley. And she goes through and looks for cans and so forth. And I hadn't seen her in a while. And I said, Elizabeth, I haven't seen you in a while. I said, are you okay? You've got my phone number. And she says, oh, Brother Charlie, she said, I just fear there was a lady out here whose purse was stolen and she was beat up. And she said, with all this stuff that's going on, she said, I'm just fearful. I'm just afraid to even go out of my house. I said, Elizabeth, I understand that. And there is a need to be careful. But you have a God who says, don't fear. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the world. Amen. It says of the disciples that when he appeared in front of them, they were greatly feared. As if they saw a spirit and he said, behold, it is me. We know that when the shepherds were out tending their sheep, as Jesus was being born, and they appeared to these shepherds, it says that they were horrified and they were in great fear. And they said, don't be afraid. We bring you good tidings of good cheer. Do you know the Lord comes to us that love him and fear him, he comes to us and says, don't be afraid about anything. I am your peace. I not only give peace, I am your peace. I am the resurrection and the life. I was dead and now I'm alive forevermore. He's taken away the fear of death. Can you imagine that? The greatest thing that we have of many people is the fear of dying. I was in the hospital not too long ago talking to a man. I said to him, I said, Jim, I said, well, the doctors do not give you a lot of hope in, in coming after you've had this operation now and you're here. I said, you're aware of that, and I'm here to talk to you about it. He said, yes, Pastor. He says, I know. And I said, let me ask you something. I said, are, 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 you, are you afraid of dying? Are you afraid? Of... He said, yeah, I am. And so I got the scripture out, and I began to read him Psalm 91 and some others, and I began to share them. I said, Jim, have you ever made that personal decision to cast all your care on him and not to live in fear? And let the Lord give you the peace about eternal life. He said, I've never done that. I've gone to church. I've been a church member. I've given. But I've never done what you're talking about. And so we had a talk, and I read him some verses. And there in the hospital with tears in his eyes and run down his face in front of his wife and his son and daughter-in-law, Jim gave his heart to Jesus Christ. I went back to see him a few days later. He looked a little weaker, a little paler. And I asked him, I said, Jim, how are you feeling? He says, don't, don't ask me how I'm feeling about my body. It's my soul. He says, I have such peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. We can't even understand it. How can I be at peace in the midst of the calamity that I'm going through? Man told me the other day, he said, if I don't have uh, uh, this next uh, uh, thing going on, I'm going to be removed from my house. I have no money to pay my rent. I took some food over to him and his family, and there he was. And I said to him, I said, Billy, I said, we must trust the Lord. No matter if you do get thrown out, no matter what, I don't know what God has for you, but God has a way, and he will make a way for you. And we just heard that they extended the unemployment again. 
Billy's been spared, but even if he hadn't, God would make a way for him. We have a trust in our God who provides us this wonderful peace. And so the terror by night, all of our fears, all of the things that we think could go wrong, we don't allow that to overcome our thinking. We put our trust in the Lord. And that's exactly what he says here. And so God's remedy for fear is, number one, is that we come to him with our whole heart. If you've never turned your heart to the Lord, you've never become a Christian, today should be the day to do that. Why procrastinate? If you're a Christian and you still struggle with fears, it's time to move on from that and learn how to have the peace of God. I'm amazed at some of the Christians, even the older Christians who've been Christians for all their life, still struggle with fears and phobias and all kinds of things. One of the grandmas the other day, she's up in her 80s, she was, we were talking and little group, and, and she was just, oh, she just, she's just got, and I said to her, I said, Phoebe, I said, why are you so afraid? Well, I'm just afraid for my grandson, you know, he's, he's, and she was going on and on, as she was talking, she was getting more fearful, and she was getting shaky in her voice, and I said to her, Phoebe, I put my hand on her shoulders, Phoebe, this is not of the Lord, the Lord has not given us the spirit of what? Fear. Fear but of peace and power and a sound mind. This is yours. This is your inheritance. The reason you don't have it is because you've not put all your care upon him. And I opened up Psalm 91 and said, here's the reason why, because you've dared to trust the Lord. And I prayed with her right there. And we got done with our food bank and so forth. And as she was leaving, she came over and she said, I feel so much better. I said, now, here's your, here's your medicine. Here's what you go home with. Here is your, uh, you don't need to go to the pharmacy, but this is your pharmacy. And I gave her a list of some of the scriptures that I'm going to share with you today to live and to dwell and put your mind on. And you see, this is so true. What we think about is what we become. If I'm going to think about all the things that could go wrong, I'm going to have anxiety and fear and horror and, and be struck at night with all these things. But rather, we have put our focus on the Lord. We have put our attention on the God of all creation. We have put our faith that no matter whether we live or die, we're Christ. Amen. Uh, about a month and a half or two, three months ago, whatever it was, I uh, was thinking, I had some friends that have died, and I just heard about it, and I started to get to me, and I started thinking about it, you know, and then I got, man, that would be fantastic. Can you imagine all that's out there? It's just, we can't, we can't even understand it. John tells us that, uh, that, that all the things that God has prepared for us, we can't imagine them. We can't identify with them. They're beyond our grasp. Remember my son was little? He told me, he said, Dad, he said going to be in heaven is like being able to see a color or, or, or trying to f- uh, imagine a color you've never seen before. That, that's great. I've always remembered that, that he came up with that. And so I was thinking about that. I said, oh, man, I just, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got stuff. I want to see my grandkids grow. I, but, oh, man, I'm getting to where I'm like Paul. I would much rather be with him. All the things that he's got out there, all of creation that he's created, all the mysteries that science has never answered for us, all of the sights and the singing and the music of the angels, the streets of gold, all that heaven has, all that it ever could be, beyond our imagination. I'm like a kid sitting there waiting to go to Disneyland for the first time. Yeah, it's fun here with mom and dad, but I want to go to Disneyland. And you know, that's, that's the true Christian's mentality. Therein is our peace. Our God is so great. We don't even mind giving up our lives, if asked to, to go and be with him. And so this pandemic and all the problems in our life, the losing of job, the losing of your car, all these different things, 
don't come up to that much compared to all eternity. And you can have peace going through every bit of this if you'll keep your heart and mind focused on the Lord. Amen. I needed to hear this a couple of weeks ago when some things came up. And as I was uh, just praying and waiting on the Lord, I said, oh, Lord, I I got these fears have just hit me hard. And I had to go back to my scriptures, and that's what we do. Well, I don't know what to do. I just, uh, I guess I just have to endure it. No, you don't. Go back and you recite. So recital and memorization is one of the things that keeps our heart right with the Lord. It gives us so much peace and comfort, doesn't it? So I come to him, first of all, with my whole heart. Number two, I trust the Lord, and I look to him, not the circumstances. Little boy's going up, uh, going up the ladder, and as his dad is talking to him, he said, Johnny looks down, and he's just, oh, he's just, you know, he's just, his hands are shaking. And the, and the dad says, Johnny, look at me, look at me. Keep looking at me. Don't look down. Look at me. You know that's what the Lord is saying. Don't look down. Don't look at the circumstances. Look at me, Johnny. Look at me, Billy. Look at me, Charlie. Look at me. Uh, and, and just keep your eyes focused on me. And so there we are. We trust the Lord. We have a trust in him that even if we fall, he will catch us. As later on in the verse, it talks about that. That he will send his angels to protect and guard over us. And number three, that recital and memorization. And we remember that 95% of all of our fears never come to pass. And don't come back and say, yeah, it's the 5% I'm worried about. The one I've got, you don't understand, Pastor. I'm about to... No, you keep looking to the Lord. The Lord is your strength. He is your high tower. And know what the Bible says. Second Timothy, if you want to write some of these down. Second Timothy 1.7. He has not given us the spirit of fear. That doesn't come from the Lord. And 1 John 4.8. Perfect love casts out fear. He that has fear is what? He's immature yet in the Lord. If you're finding that in your life, even though you're Christian, even though you love God, even though you're saying amen to these verses and what I'm saying, you still find yourself in places of fear. You've never grown. And it's time to grow out of that. And understand when I have fear, and it feels very real, to put my confidence in the Lord and recite back to myself what the Lord promises for me. And then Hebrews 10.35, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You will be rewarded if you cast all of your cares upon him. Amen. And then we have John 14.27 where Jesus says that uh, uh, peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. The world gives us stuff that can be taken away. The Lord gives us an eternal purpose. He gives us an eternal plan. In every day, every week, in all aspects of your life, for all of your life, you have the promises of God that cannot be taken away. Twelve times in the book of Revelation, John the Revelator, and what Jesus says to us is, blessed is he that overcomes. God wants you to be an overcomer. Amen. God wants you to be an overcomer. And then in chapter 21 of Revelation, he talks about the other side. Listen to this. Some of the ones that won't get into heaven. If we went around the room this morning, I did this in a Bible study one night with my small group, and I said, tell me the people that will not get to heaven. And they came up, all these people, the child molesters, and, all you, and they all got in conversation. I wait till they got all, went around, and they talked amongst themselves and so forth. And then I said, here's one that you have all missed. The fearful and unbelieving. Wow. 
God would send the fearful and un- yes, because they fear and they're not believing in him. That doesn't mean you and me, but you see what he's saying? He doesn't want you to fear. He wants to impute to you a, such a confidence that no matter what's happening, it doesn't matter. Somebody told me a while back, said, you know, nothing seems to really bother you. I said, well, I've taken the loss of a lot of stuff. It got there, you know, can't be any worse. I just continue to truck on. <laughs> and, you know, that's the way our heart should be, is that none of this is, we're going to take it with us. None of it should have a hold on us. I can't get broken up over something being lost. I was uh, at a big corporation a number of years ago, and they were going to, they laid off our division. And uh, I was, it was a pretty good paying job, and I had a company car and all the nice stuff that came with it. And as I went into the payroll to pick up my last check, the lady said to me, you seem to have a lot of peace. So several people come in here, and they're just all shook up. So, you know, the Lord has something else. I don't know if she's a Christian or not. I said, the Lord has something else for me. That this was my term. I wasn't going to be here forever anyway, so he had a term for me. I have finished my term, and now it's time for him to open another door. And she says, boy, that's really healthy. I wish I could live like that. I said to her, you can. You can. Friends, you can live that way. You can have the peace of God that passes all understanding freely given to you. Isn't that beautiful? That's your credit card. No fear needed. We trust in the living God. And so not only will you experience this sweet, wonderful peace if you begin to react to the Lord, but you know you'll be a testimony to others also. And they will ask you, how can you be peaceful when this is going on, when this is happening, when all that? doesn't mean you don't care. It means you don't let the fear overcome you to where you're not sleeping at night, you're having nervous, and you can't eat. And you, Oh my goodness, that's not what the Lord has offered to us. He's offered us his sweetness. In the midst of the battle, we are the victors. All of our lives, in every season of our life, we have this wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, he will never leave you. He will be with you until the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have made, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, your habitation. No fear needed. Have you made that this morning? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to open your heart and say, Lord, I make you my habitation. I make you Lord of my life. I want you to come in, Lord. I give you my fear today. And when you leave this place, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Amen? Let's stand to our feet, shall we? Praise God. Praise the Lord. No fear needed, Lord because you have given us your blessing. You've not given us the spirit of fear. The world tries to give us that by telling us all these things, but we would rather be the people that listen to you and to your word and hide in our hearts so we don't sin against you and be unbelievers. The people, when they went into the new land, were fearful of the giants, and yet there were two of the 12 that said, God's given us this. We're not going to look at what the size of those people are. We are going to trust in the living God. And so, Lord, all the giants that stand before us, we commit ourselves to you. We We can be giant slayers in the kingdom of God. Lord, grant peace to come over this congregation this morning, a peace of God that passes all understanding, to keep our hearts and our minds on you. Lord, bless it now. I call upon the Holy Spirit to come and let people sense that wonderful umbrella of God's love and grace and favor 
and the peace of God that comes to us just now. Lord, come by the Holy Spirit. Grant great peace today, Lord, and cause us, Lord, to be testimonies of that to others. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.